KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Daladiyar, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Parashat Emor, and I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. <coughs> I'm taping this Erev Shabbat program two days before you'll be listening to it on Betiyar. Betty are this year we're marking Yom HaZikron the Remembrance Day for the fallen Israeli soldiers. Gimel Yar tomorrow, yesterday for the listeners, is Yom HaTzmut. And uh, Dalad Yar is certainly a day which is connected to Yom HaTzmut. Dalad Yar on a, it's hard to say a typical year, but on a year where everything is done on the original date. So Dalad Yar is Yom HaZikron and Hey Yar, which is Shabbat this year, is Yom HaTzmut. In that vein, uh, I think I just would like to reflect on thoughts and feelings about Yom Ha'atzma'ut, 60th year, um, something that we all have to think of, 60 years is, is a long time. I remember growing up in Toronto, attending the 8th grade, the graduating classes, uh, class play. This would go back to 1988 and celebrating 40 years. They had a play for the 40th year of the State of Israel. And very strong sensation of 40 years is very young. And feeling of it's not to be taken for granted. 40 years is just really uh, modern Jewish history. And if it's 40 years for the state of Israel, then it was then 19 years for the reunification of Jerusalem. And while both the state of Israel and a unified Jerusalem were facts that I grew up with, nonetheless, they were fresh facts. And even if it didn't happen in my lifetime, it was something that happened before my lifetime. It was something that uh, was in the people that I knew's lifetime. Now, that's still true today. Uh, both of my parents, that they should live long and healthy lives, were around and cognizant for the uh, creation of the State of Israel, for the reunification of Jerusalem, and that that remains today. But 60 years feels like a different time period because it feels like there are more people around who do take the existence of the State of Israel and the unified Jerusalem for granted. And um, and in that vein, it's important to reflect and to think about what the state of Israel means to us. And, and perhaps because of different events of the past five, ten years or more, it makes us have to clarify these issues to ourselves and what Yom Ha'atzma'ut means to us and what Medinat Yisrael means to us. I'll start with something uh, anecdotal. Uh, in Israel, those of us, who are, the listeners who are from Israel, will bear with me. Um, we we put Israeli flags in our windows um, during, I would say, from perhaps from after Pesach, from Rosh Chodesh Iyar, throughout the month of Iyar, perhaps. I'm not exactly sure what the laws are about this. There's a I, we're, we're very unlucky with the whole flag. Uh, custom because 
inevitably, at some point, somebody opens the window while we're driving on the highway, and the flag flies out of the car. And that's the end of our flag uh, custom for that year. And that being said, and the fact that you have a very, very thin flag flying in the wind at high speeds, uh, the, the, fraying, the fraying speed of these flags is very, very high. And frankly, and this is perhaps the, the main point, is that this year I said I'm a little bit frustrated. Whether it's frustration building up over the last years uh, over political issues and perhaps more importantly um, questions of the integrity of the leadership in the state of Israel and perhaps personal issues as well of uh, Anole. Uh, Anole, who's been here for quite a long time, I've approaching my 10th consecutive year living in Israel, and feeling frustrations that have to do with the situation that I created for myself as a result of moving to Israel, and certain issues that I know would be different had I not been living in Israel. Uh, Those frustrations sort of led me to a point where, uh, and adding all those technical factors I mentioned uh, earlier, I'm not buying a flag this year. Certainly part of that, and a significant part, was a feeling of frustration and perhaps, if I may go so far as a lack of identification, and moving back to frustration. And then one day... I drove uh, one day, just a few days ago, I would imagine, I drove back home from work in Jerusalem, and I came back to the Yishuv here in Alon Shavut, and as is customary, the, the flags of the State of Israel were placed in all the flag holders along all the electricity poles, and a rush, a sense of connection, of identification, and... Uh, as uh, something I uh, inherited genetically from my father. Uh, tears welled up in my eyes. And there was a feeling of strong identification with everything that has to do with the state of Israel. Um, 60 years of the Jewish people being able to live in their country... 60 years of the Jewish people being able to build houses in their country, not as freely as we would like, perhaps, but thank God even today uh, my family is going through the process of building a house here in the state of Israel, here in Olam Shavut. And, and suddenly, just that picture of clarification, of clarity, which is not necessarily necessarily... One that takes away the frustrations, but it clarifies what it is that we are doing here and what it is that we are celebrating. And it's true. We do have to look into history in order to appreciate. And it's true. We have to understand that the Jewish people, before those 60 years, didn't have a place to run to. But 
I want to talk much less about where the Jewish people have to run to because I think that's the least important point or at least the not, not a very significant point for us today. What do I mean? Ten years ago, at the 50th celebration of the State of Israel, uh, I was at the end of my time in Chutzlaretz and I was in Yeshiva University and Yeshiva University published a special paper, the student body that publishes a paper uh, about the 50th anniversary of the State of Israel and a certain distinguished member of the, the university staff wrote a piece where he wrote only we the people who witnessed the Holocaust understand the true significance of the State of Israel as a place for Jews to go to in need I responded to this piece in the newspaper and I wrote only we the younger generation who grew up in a safe environment as Jews outside the state of Israel whether in Canada or the United States my generation we grew up fairly safely we didn't feel threatened by anti-semitism and even if we felt occasionally we bumped into anti-semitism it wasn't a life-threatening anti-semitism it was very minor compared to the anti-Semitism that the Jewish people have suffered throughout the years. And we grew up safely in America or in Canada or in England or in Australia. And we grew up that the State of Israel was a significant place. But clearly for those of us who grew up in that environment, we had to say to ourselves that we couldn't recognize the significance of the State of Israel as a place that's safe for Jews to to grow up in and to be because we all felt and we all continue those of us who are still living in Chutzla are very safe in western society we don't feel threatened there we don't really think that what happened in Germany could happen in the United States of America it's different types of government it's different types of people it's not really the same there's not really that threat say what we will say and furthermore where are Jews being killed for being Jews if not in the state of Israel terror attacks uh, the, the constant talk about Iranian uh, nuclear development the significance of the state of Israel is not for the safety of the Jewish people in my opinion not today at least I think more than ever we have to say clearly that the state of Israel is not a refugee camp. And if it's a refugee camp, there are better refugee camps. And I think it's convenient for North American Jewry to say that the significance of the state of Israel is a refugee camp for Jews to go to and in trouble because the state of Israel always taken Jews from Ethiopia or the Soviet, former Soviet Union or we can't be sure that they miss America will. And so therefore it's a better refugee camp. But if it's just a refugee camp, then I'm okay in my refugee camp here in New Jersey or in Toronto or wherever. The state of Israel is not a refugee camp. The state of Israel is the place that the Jewish people belong. It's the place that God told us that we should be and we should make something out of ourselves as a Jewish nation. We should build up the land. We should conquer the land. The land should be ours. We should make it into a state which is run 
on the basis of Jewish morality and law where poor people are taken care of, where orphans and widows are given their proper respect and dues, where God is a significant aspect in the life of the state. And this is what we're striving for. And this is our duty. And in that sense, the state of Israel is a work in process, a work in progress. We're far away from achieving that goal, and there's a lot for us to do. But we have the opportunity. We are here. We are living in the state of Israel. God has given us the, the, the privilege to come to the state of Israel, to establish a government, to go along that path to making that aim a reality. And it's a long path. And we've been on that path for 60 years, maybe more. And there's a long way to go. And there are frustrations along the way. And there are failures along the way. And no one is guaranteeing us how long the process will take. But we are here. And we are not in Chutzlar, it's living a shell of Judaism. We are living in Eretz Yisrael. We are living in Eretz Yisrael trying to achieve what the Torah wants from the Jewish people with some success, with some failure, and with a long way to go. And that is the state of Israel. The state of Israel isn't any particular government that is in power, any particular individuals who are leading the country, who we may be satisfied or unsatisfied with. The state of Israel is the Jewish people living in Eretz Israel, governing themselves, and trying to achieve what the Torah wants of the Jewish people. Because the Torah doesn't want anything of an individual Jew. The Torah was written for the Jewish people. And the Torah demands that the Jewish people live in Eretz Yisrael and fulfill the ideals of the Torah. And that's what we're doing here. And that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the opportunity that God has given us to go to the next stage, to make the Jewish idea, the Torah idea, not a religion, but about a people living in their land, who worship their God, who educate their children to morals, and to equality, and to taking care of the needy. We'll just conclude our Arab Shabbat program in the, with the background noise of building in Yeshivat Haaretzion and Michal Herzog here in Alon Shvut. We'll conclude by saying to those of us living in Eretz Yisrael, keep your chin up. We're in the middle of a great quest, and though there are frustrations along the way, we keep our chin up, and we don't give up, and we continue hoping and moving towards our goal. And for those of us, and the, for those of you who are living in North America, come and join our quest. Come and join us in Eretz Yisrael, and help us fulfill the ideals of the Torah, of the Jewish people, all of the Jewish people living in Eretz Yisrael, and making a significant nation here, a significant lives for all of the Jewish people, and for the world. 
Shabbat Shalom and Yom Ha'atzmaut Sameach. Rabbi Yemen Tavori's uh, commemoration of the yacht site of Naftali Mirapshitz, which falls this week, was delayed. It didn't manage to uh, post it together with the Erev Shabbat of Yonatan Snowbell due to Yom Ha'atzmaut and some technical delays as well. So it's being posted now as a separate file. So uh, take a look on your computers. There should be another file uh, entitled Ever Shabbat Rabbi Tavori, which will be the commemoration of the outside of the great Hasidic uh, leader, Rav Naftali Mirapshitz.